Amen. We want to say, Amen. Uh, greetings, Amen. This is Pastor Curtis Nunn, Bethel Christian Worship Center, and we just want to thank those of you that follow along with us, Amen, by way of social media, and uh, we hope that the word that we're sharing, Amen, is a blessing to you. And uh, we invite and encourage feedback. Amen. Let us know if that word is reaching you. Let us know if you're receiving a blessing from it. And uh, amen. If the Lord would lay upon your heart and you'd like to support the ministry here at Bethel Christian Worship Center, amen. We have our own Bethel Christian Worship Center app that you can download on your from your uh, app store and uh, uh, connect with us there. We've got videos of some of our messages, amen, online Bible. And we also have a safe and secure digital giving option. The Lord would lay it upon your heart to uh, contribute to this ministry. Amen. Uh, but whether the Lord gives you to contribute or not, amen, uh, your feedback is uh, very much appreciated. Amen. We'd like to know who this word is reaching and where this word is reaching. And as we turn our attention to the word on today... Amen. We're getting ready to talk to you, amen, from the subject, how to alter your past. Amen. How to alter your past. You ever thought about that? Amen. When I think about the word alter, I think about uh, uh, anybody ever had any clothes altered? Yeah. Yeah. And where... Amen. Especially as men, if we go and uh, get a get a new suit, Amen. Uh, most of the time, unless uh, you know, most of the time, you don't just get it off the rack and it fit. Uh, but it has to go through some alterations, and uh, Amen. Some and, and that word alter means change, Amen. It has to go through some changes, and uh, Amen. Even for uh, women, Amen. I've seen uh, women get. Uh, dresses made and so forth and so on. And uh, you've got to alter the pattern to fit your body type. Oh, yeah. Amen. Again, we're familiar in the realm of sewing. Amen. What it means to alter. Amen. But I want you to look at that subject that we're talking about today. How to alter your past. I want you to stop and think about that. How to alter your past. I don't know about you, but uh, there are things that have happened in my life that I wish I had a time machine. If I only knew then what I know now. And could go back and change it. I would. Hallelujah. I would. We're going to look from the standpoint of the Word of God. And, you know, in the realm of science fiction, they're able to go back in time. But uh, one thing that I have found is that. What man can imagine, God can do. For what is impossible with men 
is possible with God. So we want to talk today about how to alter your past. As we go to the scripture, we're going to first look at uh, the book of Isaiah, the first chapter. Amen. Reading from the New King James Version, Isaiah 1 and 18. And it says there, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. And though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Again, come and let us reason together. God says, come have a meeting with me. And how many know that, amen, if you... If God sets up a meeting and you get, you, you get in a meeting with God, something good is about to happen. Come let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet. Scarlet, when I think about uh, scarlet, scarlet is uh, not, a, not a pale color. Scarlet is a deep color. Hallelujah. They shall be white as snow. Though they be red. Squalid is a, is, is, is a derivative of, 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 of a red. It's a dark red color. Say, though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Hallelujah. Talk about how to alter your past. Amen. How do you make sins go from scarlet to white? How's God going to do that? What, what's involved in doing that? And while I'm talking about, and I don't want you to get uncomfortable, but while I'm talking about the subject of sin, I believe all of us have some sins in our pants. Bible says all have sins. And come short of the glory of God. But, but, but for, 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 for some of us, there are some sins in our past that keep coming up. And for many of us, they haunt us in our present. There are things that we've done in our past that are yet uh, holding us back from the from the future, the purpose and the peace that God would uh, desires for us to have in our present. How do you make sins go from scarlet to white? Amen. There's some things, and, and when I say sins. Sometimes it's not just sins we've committed. But for some of us that are haunted uh, by our past, they are sins that have been committed against us. Things that were done to us. Things we experienced in our past. A message I preached some years ago, amen. Many times when the enemy recognizes that you've got a call on your life. You've got a call on your life. What the enemy will do is he'll try 
he, he won't wait till you get mature and grown. He'll try uh, to damage you while you're young and tender. Preached a message some years ago. It started in my youth. Hallelujah. But I'm so glad, amen, that the answer to it started in my youth is how to alter your past. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You see, sins are sins because they have already been committed. You, 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 you all following me? Already happened. It's stuff that's already happened. You know how we say that yesterday is a canceled check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. Today's the only task we have. Oh yes. Better do something with today. So uh, sins have already either been committed by us or perpetrated on us. It's in our past. What's God going to do about it if it's already happened? What can we do about it if it's already happened? Yeah. They're part of the past. The past is finished. So we think. Hallelujah. You're all with me today. You see, then the only way to alter a sin would be to change the past. Is that possible? Is that possible? Can and, and, and you know what? I, 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 again, in the imaginations of men, uh, I think sometimes uh, with our imaginations and science fiction a lot of times, a lot of times we don't realize we're preaching to ourselves. Oh, is anybody here? Anybody remember uh, the blockbuster movie that came out earlier this year? Uh, uh, Avengers... What was it? Endgame. Endgame. Amen. Anybody get to see Avengers Endgame? Amen. And, and, and in Avengers Endgame, uh, in the Marvel Universe, which is an imaginary universe, but it, it, it's interesting, that imaginary universe is sure making some money, ain't it? Man, if I had... If, 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 if I had... Amen... If, if our church could just get a tithe <laughs> off of the money that's made with an imaginary universe that writers wrote and, 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 and actors portrayed and, 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 and it's a money-making machine. Stop and think about that for a minute. But in that imaginary universe of the Marvel Universe, amen, if you saw the movie ahead of it, the movie ahead of it, amen, showed Thanos snapping his fingers and, and, and causing to uh, be annihilated half of the known universe. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. And so then in Marvel's Endgame, which occurred six years after the snap, they came up with a plan to do what? Go back in time. 
undo what had already been done. Yeah. Oh, somebody need to listen. Hallelujah. The only way to alter a sin would be to change the past. Hallelujah. You see, the scriptures are filled with the promises that God will one day wipe away sin and wash away all our guilt. God's promised that He is going to do that. And you can't wipe away sin or cleanse guilt without changing the past. That's why I'm talking about today how to alter your past. You see, many of us, we think we're stuck. And, 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 and we're suffering the repercussions of things that were done in our past. And the enemy is illegally, amen, illegally tormenting you and holding you back. When God said, amen, God said, I'm going to change this. And, and one of my goals today in this message, and whoever hears my voice, amen, I want this message to be a clarion call to let you know that you shall know the truth. And the truth is going to set you free. And some of the stuff that's been holding us back, we're going to be able to shake it off. And make the devil take it back. Hallelujah. But somebody said, but it's impossible to change the past. Amen. That only happens in uh, uh, science fiction and in comic books. It's impossible to change the past. Or is it? I think if I can show you in Scripture... That is possible. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Yes. Do you remember the first recorded miracle that uh, Jesus did? Anybody, anybody remember what the first miracle that Jesus did as the son of God? He turned the water into wine at the wedding of Cain. And I've always suspected, and I preached on uh, that passage of scripture before, amen, I talked about new uses for old water pots, amen, uh, in uh, that message before. But I've always suspected that there was more to that miracle than meets the eye. And also, uh, one of the things that when you study and read the Bible, you'll recognize that the, the miracles were not only for the people that were there and involved in the circumstance or situation, but the miracles, amen, were messages. Say, there's a message in the miracle. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus did many other miracles. Jesus did miracles that were not even recorded in the New Testament. But the, but, but the miracles that were recorded in the New Testament, amen, were chosen by the Holy Spirit through the apostles, amen, that wrote the scriptures because there's a message in the miracles. Let's talk about this first miracle for a minute. Amen. You know the story. Amen. Jesus has been invited. It's a wedding. 
uh, uh, possibly it could be one of his relatives that was getting married. Uh, Mary comes to Jesus and said, they run out of wine. Jesus said, what is that to me? My time hasn't come. It's not my time yet. Mary uh, goes to the servants and uh, says to them, whatever he tells you to do, do it. She knew her son. Amen. She knew that when she brought a petition to him, even though uh, it appeared like uh, he didn't want to get involved, she knew her son. And, and, and it's something about, amen, uh, and I'll be talking about that, amen, on this afternoon, but it's something about the influence, say that with me, the influence of a mother. Hallelujah. The influence of a mother. Most of you that are mothers, amen, don't take your role lightly. Amen. Uh, uh, God gave you those children for a purpose, and 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 uh, they might be bigger than you, and 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 and, and you know, act unconcerned and act like, Amen. That, that what you're saying is going in one ear and out the other. Amen. Don't let the devil discourage you. As a mother, you got influence. Mary said, "Whatever he tells you to do, do it." And so the servants are waiting on Jesus to give them instructions. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, bring me the water pots. Uh, uh, bring, bring, bring the water pots. They had these big uh, 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 water pots that were sitting there full of water amen, so that uh, they could dip into them and, and, and use them to wash feet and do different other stuff that they would need water. Amen. And uh, Jesus said, bring me the water pots. And they bring the water pots over and then Jesus says, fill them. Fill them to the brim. They fill the water pots to the brim. And, and, and this is an interesting miracle. It's interesting in the fact that Jesus does not lay hand on the water pot. He does not wave his hand over the water pots. As far as the servants are concerned, they just got to fill them with water. They were obedient at his word and did what he told them to do. And then the next word out of his mouth, he said, go serve it. <laughs> they didn't even hear him pray. All you need to listen to him. God is God all by himself. And they, they go and serve. And somewhere between when they filled it and when they served it, it turned into wine. And the governor of the feast said, usually you put the good out first and then put the inferior later, but you saved the best for the last. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm here to tell you, amen, you might have gone through some things. And, amen. Uh, 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 you, you, you might have had a rough upbringing and you might have had some rough life experiences. But you, if you are a child of the kingdom of God, I'm here to tell you, he saved the best for the last. Hallelujah. Look at a name and say, the best is coming. He saved the best for the last. Hallelujah. So, so, so what, does, what does all of that 
all of that have to do with how to alter your past? Well, if you know anything about wine, anybody here know anything about wine and not afraid to raise your hand? <laughs> See, when I was a little kid, I remember when my daddy showed me how to make wine. And he got this old brown bottle and he put some grape juice in it and he put some other stuff in it and, you know, and, and, and he put a cork in it and uh, he said, we're going to put it here in the closet in the dark in the shelf and we're going to let it age and we're going to let it ferment and it's going to turn from grape juice to wine and I remember him putting it in there and leaving it. And as a kid, you know, time goes by, you know, slow for kids. I don't know how long he left it in the closet. But I remember eventually he got it out the closet. And, and it had some stuff floating on it. And, amen. And, and uh, he let me watch it. He wouldn't let me drink it, though. But I saw my dad make from grape juice to wine. And so wine only becomes wine, say this with me, wine only becomes wine if it's aged. If it's aged. Amen. That's how you make wine. It has to ferment. It has to age. Now, before uh, you get all bent out of shape, the wine that Jesus made is different than... Uh, and I don't even know any of the wines they, they make now. You know, I, I know they used to have Morgan Day, but I don't know if they still have that. Uh, they got some other names. But, but the wine that they're making today is different than the wine that Jesus made because uh, Jesus didn't take any granulated sugar and, and, and pour in there. When you, when you put granulated sugar and add it to the grape juice, you increase the alcoholic content. So, so he wasn't making it for him to get drunk. But I'm at the point now where it only becomes wine when it's aged. You all with me there? But the wine of the miracle, the wine that Jesus made, had no past to be aged. Think about what I'm talking about here. Thus, in a sense... It had to be given a new pass. You see, it didn't start out when, when, when my dad started out making wine. He started with grape juice. Jesus started with water. He started with water. And from the time that they filled the, the containers with water to the time that they served it, it had become wine. But in order to be wine, it has to age, but it didn't have time to age. You have to have a pass to age. But it didn't have time, it didn't have a pass. His past was not graduate, his past was water. So what did he do? Jesus gave it a new pass. Oh, somebody, if you get it, you ought to say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
He gave them a new past. See, they've been telling you, amen, they've been telling you, uh, you can't go back in time. You can't change the past. Maybe you or I can't change the past. But the God that I serve can give you a new past. If God can give a past where there was no past, then he can remove a past where there once was one. That's why the Bible says, any man being Christ Jesus, he's a what? New creature, new creation. Hallelujah. I, I remember uh, there's a passage in scripture where I heard Paul talking. And, and, and Paul was making mention that he was innocent. Uh, uh, he was innocent of the blood of any, you know, that, that he, he was innocent. He hadn't done anybody wrong or what have you. And, and, and I remember when I read that scripture where Paul was talking about, I'm innocent. And I thought about the fact, now wait a minute, you were holding the coats of the most stone Stephen. And, and, and you were going around, uh, uh, all those that were calling on the name of the Lord, you were arresting them and dragging them and bringing them in to captivity and, and, and so forth until you met Jesus on the Damascus Road.
Y'all hear? You see, time is an interruption in the eternity. That's going to come a day when God is going to suspend time. And we're going to be in, in, in eternity. Hallelujah. So, so how do you alter your past? God, you, you let God do it. If God can give a past where there was no past, then he can remove a past where there once was one. Let's go to an example in scripture. Let's go to Luke 7. Luke 7 and 37. Y'all get anything out of this today? Amen. In Luke 7 and 37 it says, And behold, a woman in the sick, who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flax of fragrant oil, and she stood and stood at his feet behind him, weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hairs of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with fragrant oil. Now when the Pharisees, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him. For she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And so he said, Teacher, say it. Let, let, let me just say, and as we're going into this, we're in Luke 7, 39. Uh, I'm so glad that a sinner can touch Jesus. Amen. Do y'all hear me? I say again, I'm so glad that a sinner can touch Jesus. Amen. And, and, and so uh, Simon is saying, amen, this man, if he were a prophet, he would know what manner of woman this is who's touching him. For she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have somewhat to say to you. And so he said, teacher, say it. We all, you know, we need to stay teaching. Amen. We need to stay teachable. And so here, then Jesus gives a parable. He says, there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Now tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Amen. Two, uh, a creditor that had two debtors, one owed 500 and one owed 50. They had nothing with which to repay. Which one would love them more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house and you gave me no water for your feet or no water for my feet. But she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. You gave me no kiss. But this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time that I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil. But this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. 
Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many. <laughs> See, Simon is saying, if he knew what kind of woman this was that was touching him, do you know what Jesus is letting him know? Jesus is like, I, I know who she is. I know who she is. And Jesus is also saying, and I know what she's done. Her sins are many. Some things I get happy about when I read in the scripture. Amen. Because, see, there's some of you that you let the enemy talk you out of your place in God because you think you've done too much wrong. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil say, oh, it's no way for you to be redeemed. There's no way for you to be, you done done too much dirt. Amen. The folk know your reputation. Trump up so on. Amen. When I see the word of God, the word of God speaks to me and I have to laugh. Jesus said, see this woman? <laughs> Hallelujah. First of all, notice that she's worshiping me. Do you know what? If we're not careful, amen, and, 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 and God's trying to get us ready, there's going to be some folk that are going to come from the streets and they're going to come in here and some of us are going to be hung up. What they, you know, look, look at them. Look at them worshiping. Look at them. Amen. How dare they? Amen. They just came out of the street. While you're finding fault, amen, Jesus is saying, amen, she's worshiping me. Amen. Uh, uh, you, you, 
let them come in. Let them, let them, let them worship. Amen. Let them call on His name. If they call on His name, something can happen to them. Amen. And, and, and because you became a worshiper, amen, Jesus said, though her sins were many, they were forgiven her. But he said to the one who little is forgiven, the same loves little. And, 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 and I believe we have that same problem today. There are some folk that are so legalistic. There, there, there's some folk that are so, amen, religious and, 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 and caught up in, 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 in uh, legalism to the point to where they think that uh, instead of being forgiven, they think that, they, that, that uh, it's a salvation of works. Amen. I don't smoke and I don't chew and I don't mess with folk that do. Amen. And, and, and they think that uh, by their own self-righteousness, but the Bible said our self-righteousness to God is as filthy rags. And those are some, some so-called believers that don't love. Amen. They, they love has grown cold. You got to be careful with folk who don't love. Amen. That's such a, something unnatural about a Christian that don't love. Hallelujah. Those who little is forgiven, the same loves little. So, talking about, amen, if you remember in Isaiah 1 19, God doesn't just forgive the scarlet cord. Or pretend that it isn't scarlet. But he changes his past. And by that, he changes his reality. You see, the reason that the enemy is still tormenting some of you with your past, amen, is because you don't know any better. And, and, and by him trying to torment you with your past, he's trying to affect your reality in the present. Yes. But when you know whose you are, yes. and when you know what God has done, yes. my God, yes. amen, it will change your reality. Yes. Amen. Instead of walking with your head down, you'll walk with your head up. Yes. Amen. Instead of when, when the enemy comes, Amen. And try to bring up your past. And, amen. Try to hit the rewind button on your past. Amen. You take the remote out of your hand and say, Amen. God has put that in the seat. Amen. Of forgetfulness that He's not remembering my sins anymore. And you don't have a right to my remote. Changes your reality. Clean before the Lord I stand. Amen. You won't always be so sin conscious. And you know what I found out? Amen. When, 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 when we get to the point to where uh, 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 we're not so sin conscious, amen, but we'll become righteousness conscious. Amen. We'll, 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 we'll get to the point to where Christ in me, the hope of glory. We'll get to the point that, amen, realize that God, amen, is conforming in us the image of Christ. Our reality will change. Hallelujah. And we'll be dangerous. Thank you, Jesus. We'll be dangerous. 
talked about it already. God is the one who brought time into existence. God, amen, can bring it out of existence. Amen. God can go back and visit a time in our past and, and heal it. And heal it. You, you, you remember some of the science fiction movies that go back in the past, but they make sure that they don't meet themselves in the past. And, 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 and they work to try to correct something. And then they go back to the future. And when they go back to the present, uh, and, and things like that, that's what they did uh, in Avengers uh, Endgame. Yeah. They went back in the past and corrected, and then came back to their time. And, 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 and things and, and people that were lost began to come back. Began to appear back. Things that they, people that they thought were dead began to appear back. I'm here to tell you, there's some things that God ordained for you to walk in. Some things that God ordained for you to have. And you think that, amen, that is gone forever. I'm here to tell you, amen, they can come back. can come back. That dream that God gave you, it can come back. It's not lost. Hallelujah. It's not lost. So, because it was God that brought time into existence, God can bring time out of existence. And I already said, that's what we're going to be living in when we go with God. That's eternity. So it's not simply that everything is the same. And we're forgiven in spite of it. It's as if we never sinned in the first place. Hallelujah. Man, that will that that that'll, that'll do something to guilt, won't it? Hallelujah. Oh God. Thank you, Jesus. You see, in salvation, the impossible becomes the reality. And the guilty become innocent. The tainted become pure. The rejected become those who were always beloved children. And our sins, which were scarlet, become white as snow. That's how you alter your past. Hallelujah. Did you get anything from the word today? Let's stand on that.